This is The Win, special edition raw, where I share my personal stories of failures and successes as a serial entrepreneur, my views on how to start and grow a business using today's top online marketing and sales strategies. So welcome to The Win, raw with me, your host, Heather Havenwood. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you wanna have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity, but this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago, and now, I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com, and let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Raw with Heather Havenwood. The title of this episode is My Biggest Mistake I've Ever Made. (laughs) And I'm going to be sharing that with you. Um, And it's a little raw. I call, you know, I've been I've been making these raw episodes way more actually emotional raw, which is the truth about entrepreneurship, the truth about business, um, generating business for yourself. One thing that I notice with my people that I'm a friend, I have very few friends in my life that have just like jobs, right? What I call jobs, I go to work every day. There's only a few and nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you start surrounding yourself with other entrepreneurs. And this particular friend in my life, who's uh, someone who just doesn't know what it takes to generate is a difference between when you go to a job, you could just show up you could just show up and like do the thing. You don't have to generate, right? So a salesperson, even if they work for a company, they have to generate. There's an energy there. And so when you're having to generate your sales or generate your business as an entrepreneur, it's very different than just showing up at a job. Showing a job, you can be dull and not have any sparkle. And when you're an entrepreneur, you have to what I call be on all the time, right? It's a very, it's a very different process and it's a very different energy. And so as many of y'all know, I'm going through um, changes in my life right now, uh, personally, as well as business. I'm going through, uh, well, I've broken up with somebody. And so there's a, there's a grieving process to the relationship and there's a grieving process of a lot of things that are going on. Uh, and I would love to just bury myself in a hole right now for like two weeks or tell my boss, like I'm taking two weeks off and going to Cancun and then just show up kind of in two weeks later and just still get a paycheck. But that's not the real world. That's not the world I live in. Um, And so when you take, when you're an entrepreneur and you take advice from a friend that is like, Oh, just chill out, just relax. Like take some time off. um, They don't know what it means to be an entrepreneur because an entrepreneur, you have to generate yourself if you're running the team or you're generating copy or you're generating sales, like you have to be responsible for that. And so I, th- I find that people that are just in a job 
um, who don't have to generate the sales of they, they, no matter what energy they're at, no matter what feeling they're at, no matter if they're excited or not excited, they still make the same amount of money. And when you're an entrepreneur, your money's very correlated to your energy and how you think and feel. If you're angry, if you're upset, if you're in grief and you're picking the phone dialing for dollars or doing sales calls or trying to talk to clients or vendors and your energy is very um, off, right? That can really affect things. So I wanted to share with you today the name and title of this episode, other than raw, is my number one biggest mistake. My number one. And it's not what you think it is. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to share that with you today. And I'm, this is one of, going to be my, one of my last shows for the year, other than next week. Next week is my birthday. Yes, my birthday is June 27th. So give me a little shout out on Facebook and whatnot. Um, Heather Havenwood, uh, facebook.com forward slash Heather Havenwood. Um, but this particular episode, I'm going to share this with you. My biggest biggest mistake. Now, people who know my story, they know that I went through a massive bankruptcy and business, um, well, personal bankruptcy. The business didn't go bankrupt. The business is actually still successful to this day, um, almost 10, 11 years later. Me, I had a bad business partner, right? So he stole from me. So uh, I went through personal bankruptcy. I went through a financial catastrophe. You would think that would be my biggest mistake, <laughs> but it's not believe it or not. Um, so I'm going to share some th things with you. First, I'm going to be reading today from a book called No No BS Business Success by Dan Kennedy. And I really love this quote. And it resonated with me tonight as um, right before I did this episode. So here it is. No one ever would have crossed the ocean if he could have gotten off the ship in the storm. <laughs> Wow, that that particular, th I mean, this just resonates with me right now, really resonates with me because right now I feel like I am in the middle of a huge, long ass storm <laughs> and it's been going on for like three weeks. It's starting to calm down, right? But it's been a storm at least if not four weeks at this point. And there've been many times I just wanted to jump off. And so this quote it's perfect timing for me. And um, I like what he wrote, wrote about this. An entrepreneur can't get a divorce from the human emotions of anger, frustration, resentment, depression, grief, or feel, fear. The difference between entrepreneurs and other people is the amount of time and energy given up to these emotions. Um, I think this is really interesting because I nowadays – in the company world, the big business world, they're talking about all kinds of things like months time off or weeks time off for having a kid paid, um, paid leave, paid leave for dads, paid leaves for all these paid, paid, paid leave. And I have to tell you, I, I understand it. And, you know, I could definitely get behind it. Cause I, I think men and women both should spend time with a kid, but I, I gotta be honest with you as an entrepreneur, I don't agree with it because I mean, I take time off and I may or may not make money depending on the systems that I created for my business, right? Depending on me. So I can take time off anytime I want, 
but if I get paid or not is actually up to the creation I created versus like I demand it or deserve it. It's like, it's more of a reward that to take time off and get paid. That's a reward that I'm create, I create or create it, create it as an entrepreneur that you have the choice to create as an entrepreneur. But I don't like it when people say, well, I work for a company, therefore I should get it. So anyway, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, and that's why a lot of people aren't entrepreneurs, right? So I get it. Here's another reading from the book, Dan Kennedy, No BS Business, Business Success, because this resonates with me right now. <laughs> and again, I'm going to tell you my biggest mistake. The entrepreneurial experience is going to challenge you at the very core of your being. At least once you want to quit. Okay, so want to quit. I'm at least, I'm in the almost double digit ranges at this point. I might be in the double digit range. I remember when I was on Marco Island, I really wanted to quit and I'd become a waitress, which I did. I became a waitress for three weeks. I'm not very good at it. I got fired from that. Um, here's a Here's a good one that many people don't know about. So the name of the Outback Steakhouse and True Lux, which is a seafood restaurant, is a couple in the South. They're actually owned uh, by the same big company. Okay. And they, they, they make their waiters and waitresses before they get hired, take these like tests, not like tests like over the menu, like tests, even if they get hired, like a psychological test or something. I don't think it's psychological. It's more like a, probably a disc test or something like this, right? I'm sure it's something like that. And I've taken it twice, uh, once at Outback Steakhouse, the exact same test when I uh, wanted to get hired at True Lux in uh, Naples, Florida. And both times when I was doing the interview and the manager's like, oh, you're great, you know, you're uh, you're nice, you talk to people really well, I'm really great at sales, of course, you're going to be hired, this is great. And both times I had to take this test, it was like part of the process, like here, fill out your W-2 form or whatever, and then take this test, and then you'll start on Monday. And both times they had both of the managers that come back to me and say, you failed this test. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know what that test is, I really think it was probably a DISC test, if you're ever familiar with those, D-I-E. SK. A disc test kind of tells the uh, the the view of somebody. And I'm a tr- I'm a very uh, a big entrepreneur. And what those tests probably for the waitress and waiter staff are testing for is that they follow the rules, stick to the rules, don't buck the system, right? And I failed both both times. Now, when I first learned about it, I was devastated. Like, oh my gosh, I can't even become a waitress, right? Um, but I think it was probably the best thing ever happened to me. So let's get into let's get into what my biggest mistake is. And let's first get into failures. (laughs) Failures. Um, One of my biggest mentors said to me one time, you know, Heather, you've got to give yourself full permission to fail before you can give yourself permission to succeed. And I really got that at the time, because at the time I had never really given myself full permission to fail. And it's still hard for me. And I'm still struggling with that to this day, actually, is like allowing myself to fail, allowing myself to fail a relationship, which is what I'm dealing with now, allowing myself to fail. Um, business didn't fail this time. It was to me, the relationship failed. So allowing myself to deal with the failure of a relationship that I really thought would be like the one forever. Right. So I'm still dealing with that. It's still a challenge for me and struggle with me. Um, 
but he said that to me. He's like, you can never win in life. You can never succeed in life unless you give yourself permission to fail. Now, from a business perspective, I really understand that. So it's like talking to NFL players saying, okay, you're going to be a great NFL player. Um, and the NFL player says, great, I can't wait to be amazing, but I don't ever, ever, ever want to get hit. That is where the coach or the owner of the football team or whomever looks at the player and says, well, then get off my team. Because if you go into the game apprehensive in fear of getting hit, when you don't want to get hit, then A, you won't play as hard, B, you won't succeed. And that's how it is in entrepreneurship. If you go into entrepreneurial world or starting your own business going, I don't ever want to fail. I don't ever, ever, ever want to get hit. I don't ever want to fail. First of all, you're going to be too apprehensive and so afraid of the failure that you probably will fail, number one, because that's what I did. Number two, you are so apprehensive of failing that you won't play as hard. You won't go after, you won't um, move the needle. You won't push the wall for yourself. You'll play it safe, basically. And playing it safe as an entrepreneur is kind of the um, recipe for success. I mean, sorry, for failure. It's really the recipe for failure. You can't always play it safe. There are times to play it safe, but and then you don't always have to play risk. But at the same time, you've got to be willing to get out there. You've got to be willing to to fall on your face <laughs> and go, oh, I fell on my face. That's feedback. In an entrepreneurial world, you'll find that there is no failure. There's only feedback. You probably heard that before. You also probably heard the statement, fail forward fast. That one I never really got until recently in my life. It was like, why would I fail forward fast? That's crazy. And mainly what that's doing is if you get to the failure as fast as possible, then you'll get to the success. I always go back to football. If you watch football players practice, even NFL players at the highest level, they're always pushing, pushing, pushing to get to the failure because it's in the failure there's growth. And bodybuilding, which I am in, um, your muscle only grows at the failure point. So the whole point of bodybuilding, three sets, four sets, higher, higher weight is to get the muscle to fail. Once once the muscle fails, then it's at that point the muscle goes, oh, we failed. We now need to grow. Literally, that's exactly what happens. So the same thing happens in entrepreneurship. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read this from you from Dan Kennedy. Again, no BS success systems. Here's a little tidbit he has. How you deal with failure determines whether or not you ever get the opportunity to deal with success. Wow. Right. Again, I feel like right now I'm in that phase where I'm dealing with failure. I'm dealing with the impact of feeling as if I failed and uh, dealing with the feedback I got from the, from the situation and then determining what the best choices are for me in the future. So I'm in that, I'm in that process right now, literally like as we talk. So um, it's been interesting. Okay. So are you ready? Are you ready to hear my biggest failure ever? I was the biggest failure, my biggest mistake. And I think it's one of the, one of the, I want to say reasons. I don't like that word reasons. But I definitely had a hand in the current situation that I'm in now. The fail, the the relationship failure, the um, or ending. I'll, I'll reframe that: the relationship ending, as well as the business restructuring, right? Because uh, the business is successful, that so that's that it wasn't a failure. 
the business partnership has collapsed, so there's a restructuring. But um, and then there's looking for myself, feeling like where did I fail here? You know, because this is not what I wanted. I really wanted something else. So here's what I see my biggest mistake has been. Giving a shit what other people think of me. That's it. Now, I don't know your response. And even saying it, I feel like people are going to turn this off. But here's what I've learned. I have given too much energy, too much focus on what other people think of me. And that has been my biggest mistake the last 15 years. If I had just not given a crap, I mean, a crap what people said and just did the thing that I knew to do, that I knew what was right for me and just focus and just went la 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 to everyone else and your crap and their their judgments and assessments, I would be so far along the path of what I want. The challenge is I, I notice for myself, I've been taught and women, I'm, I'm talking to you. You have been taught to care, to give a crap, to ask, what do you think of me? Do you like me? Do you like this outfit? Do other girls like me? Does that guy like me? We have been brainwashed to give a crap what people think of us. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what other people think of you. What matters, really matters, is what you think of you in that mirror. Are you integrity with yourself? Are you choosing the life you want? Are you being who you are? Are you speaking your truth? Now, I'm I'm coming across like a preacher, like I do this every day. Let Let me be honest. I haven't. I've been scared to speak my truth. I've been scared to say who I really am. I have had more women this year be judgmental little winches to me than I ever had in my life. They just think I want to know what they have to say about me. They've told me all kinds of negative stuff to me publicly on social media, privately, Picked the phone, said, yes, I want you to speak. And then come back three weeks later and go, oh, we hear that you do a book called Sexy Boss and we don't like it. So, and then I crumble. I go in tears. I literally fall apart. And I realize in that moment that I wasn't being my true self. 
because the reality point of it is that Sexy Boss, my book, and all my books, including the books of teaching men about dating, that's who I am. That's me. This is who I am. And it doesn't fit in the mold of a white girl who's blonde, who should be living in the burbs with 3.5 kids. It doesn't at all. It doesn't fit that mold. My white girl that is an entrepreneur and is smart as hell. And that in many ways, I've been told at least a hundred times in my life, you scare people. And so what happens when I hear that is I like take my energy from being really expansive and I just make it smaller and smaller and smaller. So if I can get really small, maybe they'll like me. Maybe they'll invite me to speak. Maybe they'll be my friend. And that has been my biggest mistake. Because where I'm at right now is this is who I am. If you don't like it, please step away. Move on. Give me some space. And don't ask me to change. Don't ask me to be something I'm not. When I'm a, I go to the gym, right? I told you that. Many of y'all know that. There's a person that comes in. I say person because it's a trans. She's a transgender. Now, if you see her, I know it's a her because I knew someone who lives next to her. Right? She's never told me that. Um, and transition to a man so that so. They, she goes to, well, she, he, he goes to the man's restroom. And now I know she is transgender just because I happen to know a neighbor. Um, and I talk to her all the time. I talk to, I don't know him or her, but I talk to him at the gym all the time. And I have to say, you know, we just little stuff like, how are you doing? How's life? Kind of thing. Um, I have to say she's being who she is, right? She or she's being who he is. I have such uh, respect and a way a little bit of the jealousy of of him because because transgender is such a like touchy subject, right? Um, it's one of those things where you don't say anything. It's like you just like even though I know. I would never say anything because there's like a taboo around it or there's like a, I don't want to hurt her feelings or his feelings. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable, right? There's this this kind of stigma to that where I don't want to say anything to make them feel uncomfortable. And yet, (laughs) because I'm a white girl and I say that, I mean that, for some reason, it's like this automatic in my space. People just tell me how they think of me. What they think of me. I like you. I don't like you. Uh, I think your stuff sucks. <laughs> it's like part of me is like excited that they could give me that feedback and there's open space. And part of me is like, God, did I ask? <laughs> you know, just vote with your wallet or vote with your email or you know like my stuff, but or move on. Um. Everyone's the judgment, everyone's assessment. And I would say to everyone out there that people are going to judge you. 
the bigger you get, people are going to judge you. The, the louder you get, people are going to judge you. I've heard that before. Um, and I'm by no stretch of the imagination famous. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Madonna. I'm not Megan Kelly. I'm not Jeffrey Aniston. Not at all. Not even close. Something that I have done, my mistake, is I've listened and taken it in all the feedback. Taking it in, taking the energy in, really listened to all the judgments assessment. Like I took it on personally. And I was listening to Oprah recently um, on a video that she did. I don't know when it came out. But she said something really profound that I loved. She said she has um, interviewed over 36,000 people, which I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. That's very, very incredible. But she said, I learned at the beginning when she was doing the interview, she mentioned that she took on their energy to a point where she could feel them. Like she could feel their depression. She could feel their anger. She could feel their upset. She could feel their excitement. It made her sick. And I can, I can understand that because that's what I do. I take on people's energy and it can make you kind of sick in a way because not everyone's energy is clean. Not everyone's, not everyone's energy is light. Not everyone's energy is truthful and integrity, right? So when she said that, I was my, uh, my ears perked up like, wow, that's I can understand Oprah right then. And then she said, what I've learned, how I learned to shift that was to not take on the energy, but to be with them. You know, so someone's upset or someone was um, excited or someone was crying or devastated or grief. She said, I could be with them. I could be with the energy of them, but not have to take it on. And it allowed me to empathize with them. It allowed me to connect without taking on the energy. And that was profound for me. This is part of the what I call the biggest mistake I ever made, which is taking on people's feedback, taking on people's judgments and assessments, taking because a lot of times when people judge and assess they're projecting their stuff, right? I took on that energy. And that's my biggest mistake. I'm just sharing that with you right now. Um and that's kind of the big umbrella of that is I was not selfish. And ladies, specifically, I'm talking to you. You've got to learn to be selfish. Take care of you first. Fill yourself up first. Fill yourself up. Take care of your finances first. Take care of your body first. Take care of your health first. Take care of your mind, body, and spirit first. You watch your finances, not someone else. Can you have someone, you know, uh, consult? Yeah, lawyer bookkeeper, CPA? Yes. But that's very different than handing it over. Right? 
losing responsibility for it. I find a lot of women do this. <laughs> I did it for the last two years. Oh, that's where my uh, biggest mistake has been. I did. Part of, part of the process right now, I'm dealing with that, is I just like handed it over, right? Versus like owning it and watching it and watching it. Being selfish, ladies. I'm saying ladies because I feel like women have this more than men. Being selfish, ladies, is the number one gift you can give yourself and your entire family. Let me say that again. Being selfish and taking care of yourself is the number one gift you can give. I can hear it already. People are screaming, yelling at me. But I want you to really think about it from a spiritual perspective as well, even a Christian perspective. Taking care of oneself, taking care of your connection to higher self or spirit, taking care of your internal, your financial, your health and well-being. It's only then when you're filled up that you can even give. And when you're listening to everyone's judgments and assessments of you, which tear you down. Maybe they lift you up. Maybe it sounds like they're lifting you up, but they're actually tearing you down, which is like a double negative. But I honestly can tell you from full experience, listening to what everyone else thinks or feels or judges you is not the best thing for you. So my biggest mistake circling back and wrapping this up. My biggest mistake has been not being selfish and giving up myself, giving up what I knew to be true, giving up who I was literally for somebody else. There's a difference between sacrificing and literally like losing oneself, which is what I did. I like lost myself versus just kind of like, you know, sacrificed myself. It was a loss. So that's it. I just wanted to share that with you. My number one biggest mistake is not being selfish, not taking care of myself. And part of that um, is really giving a crap what other people think. Like giving a crap and not listening to myself and just being in tune with, with who I am in the mirror. And I'll leave you with this and the selfish piece. You ever, if you've ever traveled before by plane, they always say, if the, you know, the masks come out from the top, please make sure you strap the mask on yourself before helping someone else or an elderly person or a neighbor or a child. Why? Why would they do that? Why would they say, because they know you've got to be breathing yourself before you take on somebody else. I was a lifeguard at one point. I was actually trained as an advanced lifeguard. And the number one thing they teach the lifeguard is to actually stay alive. They say that because a, a person who is um, literally drowning is in panic. 
they are in panic. And so they will actually uh, drown the other person to stay alive. They're in 100% survival mode. They are not in sharing mode. They're not in let me think about you mode. They are in I will take you down to breathe. So in the training as a lifeguard, you have to literally, you're learning to deal with someone who is in that state of massive survival and stay alive. And they say, the, your number one goal is for you to stay alive. Yes, to save the person, yes, but you have to be able to stay alive and breathe yourself. It's only in that moment can you even save them. Because if you get into your situation where it's you or them, they will choose themselves because they are in that survival mode. They don't have that cognitive thinking and that kind of panic. They are just thinking, I want to breathe, and they are in massive panic. So it's it's a, it's an all or nothing, right? So that's why you, as an entrepreneur, has to learn how to be selfish, take care of yourself first, and not listen to anyone. I'm talking anyone's crap about you, right? Who cares what anyone thinks, as they say? Who cares what anyone thinks? Take that on. I really invite you to take that on. And uh, feel free to email me at media at sexybossing.com on this one. I'm very curious what you uh, what your feedback is. I'm curious. Um, but at the same time, it's interesting. Um or just rant, it's fine. I'm learning. I'm learning to not let anyone dull my sparkle. And as one of my mentors have said, if you don't like who I am, then give me a wide berth because this is who I am and I am big and I am strong and I have a big energy, and if you don't like it, no problem. Let's create some space between us. Let's create some space between us. All right, everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. Uh, you can check me out at heatherhavenwood.com as well as facebook.com forward slash heatherhavenwood and email us at media at sexybossinc.com. Have a great day.